initiating startup. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast. Yeah, my name is Jay Moore, and welcome to Loud and Queer, the only national radio show for queer youth by queer youth, broadcast live across Australia. You just heard me say that in the intro as well. Now, if this is your first time tuning in to our show, or maybe maybe it's your first time tuning into Sin Nation, in which case a very special welcome to you. You're exactly who I want to be talking to right now. My name is Jay. I'm a 24-year-old trans person who uses they/them pronouns with the people I care about. And I guess that includes you now. Usually there are other people here talking into microphones and laughing and sneezing and stuff. And contrary to the salacious rumours that have been circulating today, I haven't fired them all. They're just sick and busy and stuff. They've got stuff going on and I am going to be joined later by regular presenter Laura and hopefully get back into the groove of something a little bit more like our normal show. But for the next half an hour, it's just you and me and... You know, life stuff has happened. We're going to be unwinding. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be paying. I'm going to be paying attention. I'm going to be paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm going to be playing you some music out of the grab bucket that we compiled during the week. Our team of four, and we have a very gay song on first impression. First up, and this is an addition that I didn't put on the run sheet, so I can't tell you much about it. But I'm going to do a quick Google and. Maybe figure out if there's something I have to tell you about this. This is A Boy and a Boy by JFK. Oh no, no it's not. It's still the intro. Uh, give me one second. I'm actually, I'm actually really good at this. I think we're getting close to 30 episodes and I still haven't figured out how to use any of the technology around here. A Boy and a Boy by JFK. Please enjoy. My life would be much easier if things were straight Amazing. And that was A Boy and a Boy by JFK. I'm Jay, and you're listening to Loud and Queer, which is broadcasting live on digital radio all across the nation. And today we're just playing music by queer artists like we do every week, but we're playing a lot of it. Um, And, you know, possibly right now the only sort of radio show that's playing queer music on a national channel. So I feel pretty special. The band JFK is a six-piece garage rock outfit from Perth, so shout out to all my Perth queers. Um, 2pm Australian Western Standard Time right now, so you guys have got plenty of day ahead of you, plenty of sweet avo, I hope it's sunny over there. I hear you have nice beaches, I hope to visit soon. The next song that we have up is Echo by Kevin Abstract, an artist that's a little bit closer to my heart. If you've never heard of Kevin Abstract before, a really good place to start is his album his solo album American Boyfriend um, but this is Echo it's a new single from Kevin Abstract and you're listening to Loud and Queer and that was Charcoal Baby by Blood Orange aka Dev Hines a singer from the UK um, he's got an incredible body of work that you should go and check out. I think it's blood underscore orange on Twitter. And that was another one from our Brains Trust who aren't here today. I'm Jay. This is Loud and Queer, bringing you music from queer people all across Australia on digital radio. Shout out to my regional Australians. I'm from Dare. And unfortunately, this is kind of the end of just you and me because I've been joined in the studio by Laura, who's been rock climbing. How are you? 
Hi, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. Like, my muscles are pretty dead right now, but I've showed up just for you, Jay. I'm super, super proud of you, and I'm super glad I get to see you in all your sweaty, fresh from rock climbing glory. (laughs) Um, Tell me me a little bit more about that. I've never been. I've never been, so I don't know. You've never rock climbed. I've never climbed a rock. I'm not an athletic person. I'm an indoors... Yeah, cat. I, I like never realized I was an athletic person till someone was like, oh, did you like play any sports when you were a kid? And I'm like, yeah, I, I rock climbed and I played hockey. Oh, and I danced and I did surf lifesaving and I did soccer. And there's just like a whole list. That's a lot. But <laughs> and also, like, I have mad respect for rock climbing because um, Mia in The Princess Diaries, that's like her sport that she does. Yeah. And I still want to be Anne Hathaway in every movie so who doesn't yeah (laughs) yeah I like rewatched the princess diaries a couple weeks ago and I was like wow she she rock climbs amazing I love it my friend has a public access television show I'm I'm like her mate in the princess diaries like I want to be Mia but I'm really her like jealous friend who has like 10 viewers yeah yeah (laughs) what's her name again oh I have no idea Annie nah she Emily hasn't. I, I just remember like her catchphrase is like, "I need an attitude adjustment," and I'm like, that's "Yeah, right. Lily. Lily. It's Lily, Lily, ah, uh, Lily." <laughs> Shout out to Lily. Lily and Jeremiah are definitely both queer. That's my reading of yeah, that film. I 100% think that. I think Jeremiah actually gets teased for being queer in one of the scenes. I, I yeah, can't, he does. Yeah, he does. And he's got like bright red dyed hair, and I'm like, that's very yeah. relatable. Yep, can't be straight with bright red hair. That's, <laughs> it's just high school. It's just like you dye your hair a stupid colour and people say dumb stuff to you and then you eventually get out of, get mm. out of there. Yeah, yeah, I had pink hair and then I had blue hair, so Everyone, pretty accurate. Everyone, hold on. I had, I had green hair. I never went pink. It was too nice. feminine. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everyone thought it was red and I got really mad and I was like, no, I am a freaking, like, like pony, okay. Fantastic. Like a <laughs> I'm a, I'm a unicorn. unicorn. Yeah, I actually, I actually want to play another song. Are you cool with that? Yes, go for it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, did you, did you chuck this on, or was this another Sammy? I think Sammy plays a lot of Sid. Uh yeah, not me again. Yeah, it's all Sammy. Uh, Sid is an incredible rapper from the U.S. Um, that you should go and check out their work. They work with Kate Renata a lot, who's another queer producer and writer and vocalist performer. It's all good stuff. It's all here on Loud and Queer, and this is All About Me by Sid. And that was Frank Ocean with Self Control, and before that it was All About Me by Sid. You're listening to Loud and Queer. My name is Jay. I'm joined here by Laura. Hi. And, yeah, we're just having having a bit of a book club happening right now. Um mm. You added that one to the to the playlist this week, actually. Yeah, I was keen for a book club. I don't think people read enough, and I realised <laughs> I don't read enough, like, queer books, so that's what I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I've ever read a queer book. Yeah, I, like, I realised I never had except for, like, this one about Sappho that I read last year, and then I already talked about that on a previous show. Yeah. But, yeah, I've uh, been diving in a little bit. I've read some, like, poetry by queer people, but, like, mm. in a zine context or, oh, you know, yeah. like, a, I've never, like, picked up a book of poetry <laughs> unless, like, in general. I had, like, one class at uni that forced me to, mm. and I was like, wow, 
I don't enjoy exposing myself to this many emotions at once. Yeah, lots of pain. Queer people seem to love zines and poetry and yeah. sadness. And so. I'm just like, I, I appreciate I'm here for it. I love your artistic expression. Please don't make me come to your zine launch. Mm. <laughs> so um, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? I, I've been reading one of the straightest books in the world, which is... Um, Oh, I don't, I don't even, it's Out of the Ordinary by John Ronson. I, I've read enough John Ronson books now that I'm like, which one is it? Yeah. Um, it's Out of the Ordinary by John Ronson. Um, and the first half of the book is kind of, I don't know what the second half of the book is. I just know it's different. Mm. The first half of the book is kind of a series of personal essays. And it's from a time in his life where he's um, a father, a new father. And he's talking about things like lies that he's told his child and regretted immediately. And um, he's a very funny writer. He's a journalist. Um, he does a, there's a whole chapter where he talks about going and basically joining a cult to see what it's like. He's that kind of journalist. Oh, okay. He's just like, I'll just go and these white nationalists <laughs> over here, I'm Jewish. I'm just going to go and hang out with the KKK Give for a bit, a see, you know, suss them out. What are they about? So he's um, a huge inspiration to me personally and professionally. I love his work, but this is definitely a very heterosexual book. Mm, okay. Is this, so this is a true story? This isn't Yeah, it's a fiction. nonfiction. It's a, it's a collection of stuff that he's written as like columns and, and oh, things okay. and then it's interspersed with sort of deeper commentary that he's added okay nice so what are some of the lies he's told his kids um he said once to his child he was wearing a santa costume around christmas time not just out of the blue um and he said i will never ever ever take it off in a response to a request from his son that he would never take it off he said i won't do that um, and then after three hours, he had to go back on his promise because he was sweating and oh, itchy. Damn. And he was like, oh, oh, goodness. Um, and his wife was like, you deal with this. And I was like, wow, this is peak monogamous heterosexual. <laughs> like, I shouldn't find this relatable, but I do. And I think that speaks to the power of his sort of... Just of domestic life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not the power of domestic life, but I think if someone's a good um, artist, you can relate to their work regardless of whether or not you share a background. Mm, okay. That's a personal opinion I have Food after before. seeing Mike Wilmot perform when I was seventeen. He, who he's is an that? old Canadian comedian who is a he's a straight cisgender man and he does a lot of material about his wife and being old and sex and all of this stuff that was not relevant to me at all at seventeen and I was like, This guy's hilarious. So it's just <laughs> the power of being good at your craft is that you can make anyone laugh and feel. Mm, definitely. It's a lot of um Look at me talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? Um, so this is a really interesting one. I'm reading Stone Butch Blues oh, by wow. uh, Leslie Feinberg, yes. which I hadn't even heard of until um until this year. And my housemates have these like amazing bookshelves, like full of queer books and like among other things like art history books and all sorts of stuff that I really like but have never like bothered to read or like haven't been able to find in like your regular library so I've been like really keen to start reading and I was like what is the one that will just like like fully push me into the whole thing like not let's like let's not start with something easy let's go with like stone butch blues yeah let's get hooked into (laughs) yeah culture really intense stuff and it's for anyone who hasn't heard of it like I hadn't it's about this character called Jess who is like living around the 1970s um 
in like working class neighborhoods and sort of trying to survive as like a very butch presenting person and actually starts to transition and I haven't finished it yet but I'm through to like when um everyone starts to sort of see Jess as Jessie and it's really interesting and it's been like it's been a journey honestly like I got like a chapter in and I was like this book's changing my life like (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy like how like the thing is with this you can't relate to everything but you can like start to see all these different sides of like of like being working class and being butch and being like queer in general and it's really interesting I haven't read it because I don't necessarily enjoy crying most of the time (laughs) um but I hear it's a fiction book right yeah, it's fiction. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it, it feels like it's based on a lot of the author's experiences, but I can't say for sure. It must feel real because most of the people that I know who have read it have given kind of similar takes where they're like, it felt like I w- was changing my life one chapter at a time. But I've yeah. also almost talked about it as if it was a memoir or some kind of non-fictional account and they were like, this is what it was like. It was like this. Um, Stone Butch Blue says so and I'm like you guys know that's a story right like it's yeah. a story <laughs> it's a good it's a by all accounts an incredible story but it's just like I <laughs> I've definitely heard it being used as like kind of a history book and I'm just like it's right. it's probably not that <laughs> it's definitely historical fiction yeah like let's remember historical fiction is not all, like real yeah. <laughs> but, but it's all, like a, all history it is fiction I guess in that vein as well <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, that gets a bit philosophical for me. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) This is why I don't come on mic, it's too big, it's (laughs) it's too real. What I kind of wanted to say about it was like, I think, like, my queer identity has evolved a lot and is currently, like, I'm I'm still, like, evolving, I think, and I never really got that um, until, like, it started happening, like, last year, and I was just like, wow, this is, like, a really weird feeling. And no book has ever, like, captured that. And, like, I live a lot of my life through books. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is, like, messing me up, but in, like, a good way. Like, a way that's, like, other people feel this. And, like, someone's actually put it into art, and I love that. So, yeah, yeah, I would recommend it, but also trigger warning. Like, a few pretty horrible scenes in there. So, keep that in mind if you're wanting to read it. Big content warning for Stone Butch Blues. Um, But, you know, is is there a way that people can kind of, like... I guess because not everyone has the same triggers. I don't know much about this because books, like I was really into books as a kid because books didn't have like MA ratings. So I could get into all kinds of business without my parents being like, oh, they're just reading a book. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a way that people could kind of find out what specific triggers would be involved before Um. they pick up the book? Do you, you, would you recommend the Wikipedia method or would it ruin too much stuff? I actually started to ruin it by reading on it about it on wikipedia before i'd like finished it so i didn't know and that it's still good to you yeah yeah i think it's still really good i mean the the opening chapter is like it knocks you off your feet and then from there on you're just like hooked yeah but i think um yeah i think like there are, like wikipedia would be fine but doesn't like explain the whole thing and i think there are some websites that actually like tell you like the trigger warnings in movies i don't know if there's one for books that would be cool. Um, I'm going to go look for one of those because that would be yeah, something that's personally Google. useful for me and um, tweet it out on Sin Loud. So that's our Twitter if you want to get at us during the show. At any time, this week, next week, doesn't matter, in between Wednesday, 
I love to hear from people on a Wednesday. So it's Sin Loud, which is S-Y-N Loud on Twitter. We also have a Facebook group. Um, but right now we have a song. Nice. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. it I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, <laughs> this is Thelma Plum with Clumsy Love. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. And that was Sweet by Brockhampton, bringing you all the music here today on Loud and Queer on Sin Nation, broadcasting live across Australia. Everything we play is by queer identifying artists, or at least part of. I think Brockhampton's a collective of like 11 or 12 people now, but quite a few of them identify as queer, including Kevin Abstract, who we played the single from Echo earlier in the show. I'm Jay. I'm 24 years old. I use they, them pronouns. I'm here with Laura. Uh, they're just like hanging out, looking at Hi. me. They've been rock climbing <laughs> today. They're a little tired. We just talked about books exhausted. earlier in the show as well. Um, if this is your first time tuning in or tuning into Sin Nation in general, um, this show is called Loud and Queer. It's made by and for young queer people, but it's not always necessarily about that. It's not an educational product. Not We're really. just talking about books. No, we yeah. just talk about random things. Yeah. And television. Yeah, TV. TV is a outdated concept, according it's a, to you. <laughs> it's a medium. Okay, okay, okay. So usually on the show, on days where, where all of us are here, uh, we do a segment called Froth or Not, where we talk about things from the week that we liked or disliked. And I, as a joke, well, half a joke, was like, television is overrated. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with like people being like, you have to watch this thing on Netflix. I, I've never Finished. had Netflix. Um, I've never owned a television. I'm, yeah, I'm 24 now. I just don't feel the need to. I don't see it in my future. Mm. It's like television as a medium, I'm, I'm sorted. I'm yeah. good. I can't really be bothered having one. Like, yeah. I, d- I just moved into my first share house this year, and I'm like, I don't need one. I literally have two subscriptions that I share with my friend who lives back in Perth. Is there I one pay there? In your share house? Like, does someone have a TV? Or? Nobody has a TV. Yeah. We're all like, we're, we're busy with our art, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Little pretentious. So what do you do, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Um, wh- what do you mean instead of well, TV? What do you, yeah, what do you fill your time with if you don't have Netflix, if you don't have a TV, and if you don't art like a cool Okay, Melbourne so person? here's the thing. Like, the important context, the important background is that I was broke as hell for, like, four years after moving to the city. So mm. I was in this city with all this really cool stuff going on around me, yep. but I had no money to do anything ever. So even paying for Netflix, I'm like, $12 a month? Oh, no, man. That's <laughs> like no. at least four meals. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, I was just done. I was like, $12 is like mm-hmm. 20 packets of noodles. Like, are you joking? Yeah. Um, so I, um, you know, I was scrapping and scraping and I got into podcasts because they're free. They're ad supported mostly, yeah. um, except ours, which you can find on Omni, iTunes and Stitcher. It's <laughs> not, it's, it's completely free and it's not ad supported because we're a community radio station. We're just like, we're just supported by the government mm. probably. I don't know where our money comes from. <laughs> Somewhere. It's fantastic. Um, and yeah, podcasts cool. are free. I listened to Serial was like my gateway podcast. One of my friends told me to listen to it when it was like kind of big and hype in like late 2014, early 2015. And Can then, you tell me about it? Cause I haven't really listened to that okay, one. Okay. It's a true crime story. So mm. first up, I was already a fan of the genre. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, and so serial like serial killer, not like the no, the no, no, breakfast. No. That's what I thought. I thought it was a serial killer thing, and I was like super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out it's not. It's just about this guy who's in jail who probably maybe actually murdered his girlfriend in high school, oh. and it's like ten years later, and this journalist is trying to be like, did he really? Um, (laughs) and it's like 12 episodes long and it's like did he really and she interviews Mm. like his family and friends and all these people who are around and goes back over the court transcripts and there's like some recordings of like people stuff people were saying in the court like of his lawyer talking and I actually re-listened to it recently Um, I'm doing a terrible job of pitching it but it holds up Mm, Um, sounds good that's from the team at NPR National Public Radio in the US so it's a yeah it's an American thing okay it's good That reminds me of this podcast I started listening to called Law, like L-O-R-E. Oh, my God. I get ads for <laughs> that guy's other podcast all the time, and his voice Is drives me it? nuts. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the the voice, I don't know what's up with that. It annoys me, too. Yeah. However, <laughs> however I listened to the first episode, and it's about vampires and, like, the history of vampires, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And my friend was asking me for podcasts to download because she was driving across Australia and she was like, I need something to listen to in those hours of, like, desert wasteland. My goodness. So I recommended Law, not really knowing what it was about. Um, two weeks later, three or four weeks later, maybe, she turns up at my house and is like, let's go out to the Grampians. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go out to the Grampians. Like, sleep in a tent out in the middle of, of the mountains. Your cool. friends are cooler than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, she's not normally this cool, but I love her. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we, we get in the tent and it's like time to go to bed and I normally listen to like an audiobook before sleeping and she didn't want to listen to my audiobook. So we compromised and she was like, I'm going to put on my favorite episode of Law because you recommended it to me, but you haven't heard it. I was like, great. And it comes on and it's about this man who like designed his house so that he had all these like trap doors and secret places oh, where he that could guy kill in people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the Devil in the White City. I've read a book about that. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. So he, like, he, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, like, traps, he, like, hires people to do jobs for him and then, like, murders them in these secret rooms in the house. Yeah. Like, in really gruesome ways and then, like, claims insurance on yeah, them yeah, yeah. because, like, he's lost these employees, so like, mysterious circumstances. If it's the person that I'm thinking about, this is actually... You don't have to worry about this guy. He's well gone. This is at the turn of the century, last century, so, like, the early 1900s, late 1800s was when yeah. this was constructed in Chicago, um, um, specifically in relation to the World's Fair... That was like this, the biggest expo of all time that was going oh, on basically okay. next door. Yeah. So there's all these transient people coming through the city, like millions and millions of people. It was one, the biggest, one of oh, the biggest events okay. that had ever. And it was like this big marketplace and they had stuff set up there to like sort of represent all of the different countries. And there was all these people coming to visit from all over the US. Yeah. So people would just disappear into this house, never come out again. And right. no one would ever miss them or know because they weren't, Because like, it was, like, 200 people, right? Because I yeah. was like, how is he just getting away with, like, all his employees disappearing? Because he was right like, next to this big showground, basically. Wow. Okay. Uh, with hundreds of thousands of people moving through it every mm. month. So he would just pick people off out of the crowd. Incredible. Which is, like... Terrifying. Some foreplanning because not only did he take the time to construct the whole house... He got like he put it in the right. Place. He got the real estate. He got the sort of the frontage onto the expo. Like, I don't think this guy locked lucked out at all. Like, I think no. this is like a ten year process. Like, wow. can you imagine? 
And then he spent like a, another 10 years. Because mm. he started when killing. he was really young, right? Ah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Um, but what I am sure about is that I want to play another song right now. Hold on, one moment. Okay. All I want to say is that imagine this. Imagine this podcast playing this creepy guy and me sitting in a tent in like the oh, dark oh, bushes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, sorry. I nearly didn't let of, you Of the Grampians. <laughs> okay. And it just being like pitch black and me listening to this getting like creepier and like more sinister. And you and your mate are just in the tent. And the my mountains. friend is just like, what, what's wrong? And I'm sitting there like shivering. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but what if a creepy guy is out here? And she's like, mm. we're in the mountains, not in a house in Chicago. What are you talking about? Yeah, but like almost every other horror story is like someone runs out of the bushes while you're camping with your friends on like UD break and like stabs you with an axe. You Stop know? using your imagination. That's the answer. <laughs> Can't do it. Too creative. Oh, this is dedication doesn't pay the rent. Um, oddly relevant, I hope. I hope not just to me. I hope it doesn't seem relevant just to me. Dedication doesn't pay the rent by Worst Nurse from their album Hot Hot Hot. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Simulation. Wrong Bathroom by Tribe 8. Absolute banger here on Loud and Queer. You're here with Jay and Laura. And uh, that's just about us for this show. We talked about books a little bit. We talked about podcasts. You know, we mm. we did Sunday. some reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, did some, we, we were negative about some things. We were positive about some others. I feel like life in general is going pretty good right now. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty happy. Yeah. And um, I guess I hope everyone listening has a fantastic week. Mm. Um, stay queer. You can catch up with us on Twitter at SinLoud, S-Y-N-Loud, or there's a podcast of this show if you're just tuning in. You probably aren't going to be convinced by this, but if you missed half of it, there's a podcast of the show that goes up every week on Stitcher, iTunes, and another one, Omni, Omni oh. Studio, <laughs> my fave, uh, that you can, you know, you can catch up with there. It's usually about half an hour, get you through your commute, um, and we're loud and queer on there as well. A little ampersand. Cool. So catch us next week for the final week with uh, myself, Sammy and Wolfie. Hopefully they'll be back by then. It's going to be a mid-season season finale and it's going to be huge. So yes. check that out. This is Clap Clap by Miss Blanks. Thank you for listening. You can tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on SinNation at sin.org.au or on digital radio every Sunday from 4pm Australian Eastern Standard Time or 2pm if you're on the West Coast. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of their music on Bandcamp. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, Stitcher and iTunes and on Twitter at SinLoud. Loud and Queer is produced on the stolen land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, whose sovereignty was never ceded. (laughs) 